We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. Alex Berutha here with only Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! Shannon has some personal business to attend to, so he will not be here this week. Hopefully, he will be back for the final week. Meeting with a team of lawyers as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> like every, like it, like you normally it's right. a Thursday thing. <laughs> Wasn't gonna work this week for yeah, whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, last night, Devin Booker uh, lim- and the Suns eliminated the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the Rotowire NBA crew had a high confidence level in the Suns, actually, for our handicapping the article NBA. A lot of Suns picks coming through. Nice. Um, Booker, season high, 47 points, 11 rebounds, eight three pointers. Chris Paul plays 29 minutes, has 12 dimes. I like Anthony Booker. Davis. I, I like Booker talking trash yeah. to uh, Schro- Schroeder there. Did you hear the, the repeated what, what, what? And then he just said, yeah. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> That's a terrible Booker impersonation, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was impressive. One thing watching Schroeder, like, I swear every time I see him with the basketball, he's driving left baseline. Not sure I've actually ever seen mm-hmm. him do anything else. 
Right. Um, just just you know he's gonna force it to the corner, which then just to work it around again. And yeah. Anthony Davis re-injured his groin in this game, uh, left the game after only five minutes of play. It seemed like they really were forcing him out there in the first place. I think the street clothes nickname was becoming uh was was wearing heavy on him. <laughs> they forced, yeah, they definitely forced him out there. Clearly had no business being out there. In an elimination game, I guess you just you put him out there. Yeah, and if you can't do it, then you just you pull them. I think that's what happened. You know, Barkley was going nuts in studio. Like they, you know, they should fire the doctor who let him out there. He's got all season to recover, right? Like it wasn't like they had to take him off on a stretcher. <laughs> you know, it just reactivated and okay, go hit the hit the showers and rest get an ice all season. Bath. Get an ice bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, LeBron, 29 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Although I will say he picked up some of those points in garbage time when yeah. both teams decided this game was over. Mm-hmm. I like uh, it. Played, played 41 <laughs> minutes. Uh, Post game, he gave Devin Booker a signed jersey, which I did not know and is news to me as I'm reading it. Um, it's all over Twitter. Gotta say, not crazy about it. You know, I don't like. I don't like the. Oh, at the end, we're all friends. Can you be pissed for 24 hours, please? You I know? think it might be. Your I pal. agree with you for the most part. I think in some ways, like this is two different generations of player. I think it's a little different. I mean, Devin Booker is younger than me, I think. So he obviously came up watching LeBron. He's younger than the shirt. <laughs> right. That's, that's what I mean. So it's, I think it's a little different when it's like a kind of a generational gap in players. I'll, um, I'll grant you that, but the, I still, I can you mail it to him the next day or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe after the playoffs is over. Or don't make it public or just like the you know. If I'm a, I'm not a Laker fan, I enjoyed watching the Lakers get crushed. Uh, I hate the Lakers, but if I'm a Laker fan, I'm like, can you be you know? You're not these are these are rivals. We're not all pals. Can we get off the banana boat and you know get angry? Yeah, and I think. You think I mean, Mikael no... and Rambis were exchanging jerseys at the end of the <laughs> Celtic Lakers series? Kurt, can't wait to see you this summer. Yeah, Mikhail. love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and it's not one of those things because because the Suns are good now. It's not like he's giving this jersey to Devin Booker, like wink, wink. Like, yeah, he's not, know. and he's not retiring. Yeah, they. <laughs> this is going to be the this could be their first round matchup next year. You know who yeah. knows. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on the street clothes nickname. I mean, this is this is kind of an issue that I guess from the start when the Lakers got AD, you wonder it's been an issue his whole career. Does this come yeah. back to bite them at some point in the playoffs? And it, it, it did in year two. And frankly, you know, Barkley and any old veteran of the NBA is most qualified to gripe about these guys getting back to back rest when, they, you know, they're flying commercial they played back-to-backs all the time, you know, and, and I think also part of the street clothes dig is when Davis just threw that hissy fit, you know, said, trade me. And then they're worried about injuring him and hurting his trade value. So um, I love the nickname. I like any kind of mudslinging by famous people. I'm all in on that. Uh, and, you know, if you're Davis, prove us wrong. You know, he tried. I He, he gave it the old college effort. He tried. Uh but I, I love the nickname. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, these are the kind of situations where it's just like hard to know if it's a like if certain guys just don't like p- playing through pain, if certain guys are just more injury prone because certain guys certainly are. Like the 
there's no better example than that than Michael Porter Jr. and his entire family, which has like everybody in their family has like torn all their ACLs. Um, yeah. So it's kind of kind of a weird thing. But what do you think the Lakers do now, Ken? I mean, we saw before the game a day, a full day before this a game, Dennis Schroeder <laughs> removes Lakers point guard from his Instagram profile and is now. Can you imagine creative. going back in time and like to an NBA GM 15 years ago explaining what that would mean? So there's going to be this platform where the players on a, via your phones communicate with everyone. They're like, uh, wait, I, mean, I can get my space on my phone now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Maybe I should say 25 years ago, but um, yeah, Schroeder, Schroeder, like really, you're going to throw your hissy fit when you're not even eliminated now? If they had won last night, does he go back to Instagram and say, "Oh, I'm still the point guard"? You know, like come on. And we're, they offered him good money, didn't they, a few years ago? Or I'm sorry, a few months ago, trying to extend his contract that he just turned down, even though he was coming off the bench for OKC before this. Like I don't. Where's this arrogance from Schroeder coming from? Or is he like in some, is he pulling a Kyrie versus LeBron here from the Cleveland days? What is, what, what's his angst all about? I I don't know. I mean, I think, because I remember during the season there was, he's like, I'm a starter. I want to start. And it's like, right. okay, they started him. He started yeah. all 61 games he played in. What he do you pretty, want? He had good numbers, like, you know, 15 points, six assists. He took 13 shots a game. Like that's less usage than he saw in OKC. But I, again, how many teams are, you know, kind of seeing what Dennis Schroeder has done in, right. especially the playoffs, the past like three years. And it's like, that's a guy <laughs> right. you know, that we, we need to, to move on ourselves. this guy. We need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, what's the market for him? I, I, I'm trying to six man. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. who he is. I'm trying to look <laughs> up his, that offer they did make him that he turned down. Right. But why, like, even just say you hate the Lakers. Say Schroeder can't wait to get out of there. From just a business standpoint, why would you send a flag like that that says, I want out? At the very least, let's say the Thunder want to bring him back. Don't Doesn't your agent want to say, well, he really likes it in L.A. You're going to have to do this or that to you know bring him. It's a stupid move. But then to do it before you're even eliminated. Oh, man, that's just. Oof. I saw in the comments someone said, it's like when you're dating. And you, but the relationship's uh, in an argument, and you go to Facebook and you change your status to s- single before you break up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's pretty much exactly like that. Yeah. Um, or it's complicated when it's, that. Right. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the options are, but uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, speaking well, of, yeah, go, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, what do the Lakers do now? So Schroeder presumably has decided to move on. I don't know how eager the Lakers are to keep him after some of his latest antics. He had a decent series. Um, he's now, though, an uh, uh, unrestricted free agent, so anyone can sign him. Can I throw some dirt on Kyle Kuzma, who I Please often do. parade as the most overrated player in the NBA? Here's his series numbers. And remember, he got a lot of minutes because Davis was hurt, right? And Kuzma's supposed to be the their, their first guy off the bench. 6.3 points. 2.8 rebounds, and shoots 29% from the field. The Lakers have him locked in for three more years at roughly $13 million a year, which I say, ha! <laughs> Enjoy that! Even if I'm Puma, I'm like, I got to get out of this contract. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think the Kuzma thinks some of that was like um, financial, like cap room stuff, or in terms of like... You know, they don't really have a lot of other options. Like, you have this guy's bird rights. You can extend him, blah, 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 all that stuff. 
but everyone's on the same page where Kuzma has not improved as a player since his rookie year. I I don't think. I mean, oh, he's gotten people worse. say he's improved defensively. I don't. Whenever I, whenever I it. watch it, I'm like, <laughs> listen, if he's improved defensively, I don't even want to think about how bad he was before. Okay. Um, and you mentioned it, like in a in a spot where they absolutely need him, it's 29 percent from the field. Nothing. Um, yeah. And yeah. you you wrote in the document. Is he the Bertans of Lakerland? I think I'd rather have Bertans. They- <laughs> Not at that contract, maybe, but yeah, uh, well, maybe. Well, I it's borderline. I mean, the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, the Lakers would have had better. Bertans would have helped the Lakers more than Kyle Kuzma helped the Lakers in this series because they yeah. needed someone yes. to hit a three. Yes, very true. Because Wesley Matthews they, is a hundred years old, and yeah, yeah, they didn't need they didn't need more ball handlers. Like they they didn't need. They didn't need like a, you know, they have LeBron, yeah. they have Schroeder, they have AD who can handle. They don't need Kuzma in the same way they need three-point oh, shooting. Yeah. And can we, I, I know he's getting paid nothing, but can we just make Jared Dudley an assistant coach so that actually someone who will see the floor can go in that position? You know, give me the best G-leaguer. Best G-league, like top G-league three-point percentage. You're it. You're in. Go. You know? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Dudley is just like cashing NBA checks and going on podcasts and being like, this is how it was with the Suns. You know, like God love, like, okay. God love no one cares. Doing it. Yeah, I don't blame him. If the Lakers wanted to over, you know, pay me nothing to be the last guy on the bench, exactly what I do. Exactly. <laughs> he's actually, yeah. he's a very entertaining pod. If we could get him on the pod, we do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, if we could get anyone on the pod. <laughs> um, yeah, we also have uh, Taylor Horton Tucker as a restricted free agent. Uh, That's famous. a problem. They're going to have to match somebody. He's going to get offers, and he is instant offense. He's Kuzma should be looking at him as for like a role model, frankly. I mean, I was saying during the preseason that I think Taylor Horton Tucker is better than Kyle Kuzma. That didn't bear out in the regular season as much, um, but he was better than Kuzma in the playoffs, I think, or at least very comparable. Um, yeah. Uh, and then they also have Harrell, who they – I don't even know if he saw a minute – in the playoffs, he did uh, when d- they got desperate. He, b- he basically got mop up time. He got no. Okay. He played last night. What did he do last night? I mean, eight minutes last night. Two points, two boards. Um, missed some. He played the bucket. Yeah, he played thirty nine total playoff minutes in four games. Yeah. I don't even remember seeing him out there. And he um, was, you know, coming off sixth man. I know. They're, so they're stuck a six man of the year and they're stuck with them. Is it one more year? I got there. Uh, yeah. One more year yeah. for 10 million. Yeah. I think they can, they can probably trade him. There's, there's a bad team out there. There's a team that just needs a backup big that that'll take him. It makes you think Harold is maybe a Harvey Grant award recipient in next year's Harvey Grant episode. Is he that guy who just puts up big numbers on bad teams? Probably. I mean, he's a great energy yeah. guy, but yeah. I think Not, people a lot of times like to conflict, like be like, well, he's a great energy guy. It leads to winning. It's like Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly's a great energy guy <laughs> and Luka Doncic has been destroying him. For, <laughs> yeah. Well, so. and, at least Beverly plays some defense, not, not necessarily against Luka, but in generally does where Harold's defense down low is a problem. Right. Uh, they also have Gasol at one more year for 3 million. Would you be surprised if he retires? I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, he was angry they brought in Drummond. We know that, right? Um, he's 36. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, for $3 million, I'm going back to Bain. 
You know how good the tapas are in Spain? Why would you? Didn't I'm sure he, the restaurant uh, was so much better than L.A. He did consider returning to Europe. I remember because I wrote this note yeah, for the site. For, and um, do like national team stuff with his brother. His brother yep. probably texts him from like beaches in Spain. It's like, oh, I know, dude. It's not worth it. Fantastic. I listen. I, I, I'm on my third daiquiri, Mark. Come on, <laughs> whatever. The, yeah. What do they do? Sangria. He's just holding up the sangria pitcher. Oh, Mark, come join me. <laughs> <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I can't say I wouldn't blame him for, for partaking <laughs> no. in any of that. No, uh, especially if this roster is just going to get older. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who, if they're always relying on disgruntled midseason free agents and buyouts, <laughs> that seems LeBron and AD are just going to get older. Yeah. My, yeah I, have a, a... I have a fellow Celtics fan. He just constantly texts me, Father Time never loses. That's his like reply to everything. Oh, no Kimba tonight. Father time never loses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in a they're in a tough spot. They definitely need to shuffle the deck a little bit. Um, but let's move on to the other series that concluded last night, Ken. Yeah, the Nuggets finish off the Trailblazers. Joker and Michael Porter Jr. combined for 62 points. Monte Morris with another strong game off the bench. Look at this line, Alex. 22 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 three-pointers in 33 minutes. Uh, really, not starting, but de facto starting point guard. Compazzo with only 23 minutes. Um, Lillard, uh, amazing series. Uh, we'll just call it an all-star performance versus an amazing epic performance last night. Had 28 points, 13 assists, four rebounds in the loss. I don't know why I was so into IG quotes when we're doing the show notes, but this is what Lillard posted on IG after the game. He quoted Nipsey Hussle. Are you ready for this? I know you're a big Nipsey fan. Mm-hmm. Quote, how long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? And I'm I'm thinking, is he mean dedicated to the game or dedicated to um the Blazers? Portland. Yeah. Yeah. When I first read the the quote, I was like, is this gonna be like a Barry Sanders situation? Is this, is yeah. just gonna like yeah. retire late prime, you know, twenty two points a game? He's like, you know, I just can't I can't let that I'm Portland. I'm just gonna I'd rather retire than play somewhere else. Yeah. Um I don't know. I think, you know, if I'm 
I mean, if I'm Portland, I got to change everything that's not Damian Lillard because I think Terry Stotts, I can't say he's done a bad job, but it's no, just stale. At some point, they the same players don't hear the same coach after a while. Right. And they play they're they have no defensive players other than Robert Covington on the whole team. Yeah. The entire team up and down well, the roster. I mean Lillard, McCollum don't play defense, Nurkic couldn't play defense, Powell doesn't, Melo's. Well, I think washed. Derek Joe Derek Jones, you have to say plays defense because he's not playing offense anyway. Well <laughs> by default. He's not he playing, period. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He didn't he played 10 minutes in the series. Like yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> they don't have rotation players that play defense. So like if it's easier said than done to be like, well, let's trade offense for defense. But at some point, like it's been, it's been almost 10 years, I think. Um, They just can't, they can't get past. um, They, they just, something's a muck there. They've got, they're paying McCollum roughly 33 million a year um, for the next uh, till through 2023, 24. And at some point, do you just say, you know, Dame and McCollum are kind of redundant? Oh, yeah. You know, and but all that money's locked in without without some very creative changes. It seems like your next season totally hinges on getting Nurkic back to his 2019 playing levels. We know he had a traumatic offseason with his grandmother who raised him passing away and all that. And then he had injury and clearly gained weight and he had injuries with that added weight. But yeah, I, oh boy, I'm in Portland. I, I'm concerned, man. I don't know. Stotts, I imagine, has gone. How do you feel about Powell coming back? Powell's okay, but he's also like kind of redundant again with CJ and Dame. He's a scorer yeah. Yeah. Um, who doesn't like play defense. He's like a, he's not really even a playmaker. He should come off the bench. Like when you're starting Powell, that's that. I feel like that speaks more to your lack of depth than it does to fitting what, what role he should be in. Yeah. Or he needs to be surrounded by defenders, something like that. But I mean, this yeah. is a, a case where, you know, you mentioned McCollum's contract. I mean, the amount of fake trades that I've seen people throw out over the past couple of years, that's like McCollum for Chris Middleton, both teams would do this. I'm like, are you serious? Milwaukee <laughs> would laugh and hang up. <laughs> right? Let's get shorter and older. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah. You know what we need? Less defense. Less defense. <laughs> like, I don't, anyway. Less defense, more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get Dudley and McCollum, the, the NBA podcast leaders. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they need, but I think um, I think this offseason will be uh, just absolutely filled with fake Portland Trailblazers trades. Yeah. Um, that could be like a whole podcast where it's like, I'm rebuilding the Trailblazers. Uh, Miles Turner, stretch five. Here we go. <laughs> Demontis Sabonis and Yusuf Nurkic, twin right. towers. <laughs> All these trades that would never happen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, tonight, we've got game six between the Clippers and Mavericks. A home team has not won a game in this series. That is so weird. Uh, it's bizarre. Ibaka, uh, ga- uh, ga- technically a uh, uh, game time decision, but he's doubtful, so he's not going to play. He's, he's probably out, yeah. Uh, Reddick's out for the series. Doncic and Kleber are probable. They're going to play. They're going to play. Um, Mike Barner, friend of the show, uh, in his Yahoo DFS Rotowire article, begs you to avoid Porzingis, who is the fourth highest salaried player on this slate. All name based. <laughs> the, yeah. The salary there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah We're gonna, are we going to see more Boban, Alex? Boban continue to start? 
I hope so. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to. I mean, the the Clippers are starting Batum, so right. I think you know you either have to I'll kind of, him. yeah, because you know Porzingis can't do it. He can't post anybody up. His center of gravity is too high. He's too skinny. He like he cannot back anyone down to the basket and do a jump hook. Not even Batum, which is just, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, boy, they that let's uh, that that whole Porzingis contract. He's got a. Porzingis has got $36 million player option for 23-24. You know, in this series, Porzingis is putting up thir- a pedestrian, I'm going to call it, 13.8 points, 4.4 rebounds, 0.8 blocks a game, and 1.4 threes. And, I, you know, I, I hear people saying, well, he's he's not healthy, but he's never healthy. Like, this is this is Porzingis. Uh, those, when they said they were trying to shop him at the deadline, I completely believe those rumors. Uh, but you know, does Doncic continue to just uh, insert his will and drag this team to the second round? I mean, I think they can just because clearly the the Clippers don't have a real answer for Doncic. The only game they had an answer for him was when he like almost broke his neck. Basically, <laughs> that's the answer. Right, break his neck. <laughs> if this was hockey, Dodgers would be on the floor. Right. <laughs> What's up, guys? Are you looking for a new contest to play during the 2021 NBA playoffs? If so, try Fantasy Five's new free-to-play NBA contest. It's simple. All you have to do is pick one player to beat their fantasy point target from each of the five games. If all your picks are correct, you can win a share of the $5,000 jackpot. Other guaranteed prizes are also available if you finish atop the weekly leaderboard, including an official NBA kit. Make the NBA postseason more interesting. Go to fantasy5.com today. That's fantasy, the number five.com to enter your picks today. Uh, saying Porzingis's play is pedestrian, that's positive PR. You're putting yeah. some big spin on that. Uh, <laughs> 14 points. Yeah, 14 points a game. I mean, the problem is he's he's a, he's like one dimensional almost. Yeah, you know? to be that tall and not have any post up game at all is infuriating. You know, like like he's like allergic to the key. You know, like oh, God. and weight gain is it because of his health issues that he Probably. can't muscle up? You know, and gain a. I mean, they list so he's seven three. He's two forty. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. That's I know. Uh, and he's 25 though. Like he's had if he was 19 you'd say he's going to fill into this frame. But he's 25. Yeah. Like you should have filled into this frame by now, you know? <laughs> and okay, when you have a lower body injury, okay, so do upper weight l- lifting, you know, up, uh, upper half weight lifting. Like get get the other stuff ready to go. It, it, he just hmm. I know. Yeah. Well, I think I think almost everyone is kind of like in uh, agreement on Porzingis right now, where it's just like if they had a, someone who is seventy five percent as like I don't want to say seventy five percent as talented. I, I I don't know how I'm even trying to say this, but like with seventy five percent the potential, or like even someone who's just like worse and a gamer, it, right? And works works his tail off. I mean, yeah. There's no re. Why is it that Kleber is frankly a better option? Like that's just insane. Yet it seems to be true. They trust. I would trust Kleber. I don't blame him. It's it's oh oh maddening. 
But I guess if you're a Mavs fan, you're just so happy Luka is just dominating. And yeah, okay, Trey Young had a nice series against the Knicks. But saying like, boy, this is working out great for both teams, I still don't buy that. Atlanta, Luka Doncic is MVP. Trey Young's all-star. Yeah, I think this next series for uh, for Trey Young and the Hawks will get interesting. But we will talk about that in a sec. First, before we get to our fan feedback section, we have a quick word from ourselves. Try Rotowire free. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. Okay, Ken, let's get to the fan, uh, fan feedback section. Yes. Shout out to new super fan JL who asks, quote, which side are you on between Milwaukee and Brooklyn series? Which aspect of the game are you most intrigued by in this series? He His answer was, I'm all about Brooke Lopez's points and blocks. And we talked on the last pod, Alex. This might be the only Bucks series where they have the advantage at center. Yeah. Um, I think, well, to kick things off, I'm, I'm still with uh, Brooklyn at seven. That's been my prediction yeah. for a long time. If you listen to the pod, if you see anything that I've written, I'm sticking with that. And that was before uh, the DiVincenzo injury. You were you were calling that, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. They and need I mean, his uh, defense. They need his defense. Yeah, James and Nick and I kind of got into this on a podcast where I think there's if Bryn Forbes hits his shots. I mean, if Bryn Forbes continues to shoot 45, 48 percent from three. I'm not sure his defense matters that much. Right, right. You know, they'll be they'll take that any 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 day of the week. Yeah, I think um, you know, saying Brooke Lopez is the key to the series, I think that's that that is a good way to frame it. Yeah. You, he, you, he, are they gonna feed him? Are they gonna feed him? I, I mean, against the Heat, they fed him when he had mismatches and they fed yeah. him he was good running the court. He was like running the court. He should outrun guys. Blake, right? He should outrun Blake. Maybe, yes, maybe. Uh-oh. Well, not, I, a, not a race I'd pay to watch, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you have the ambulance ready for that. One. <laughs> the ACL um, surgery tables are prepped and right there, so you know, by the track. Yeah. <laughs> the, the doctors are already; they got the hand sanitizer Scrubbed. on. They're ready to go. <laughs> uh, I think. I think you know, this kind of comes down to. I, I'm interested to see how the Bucks play defense here. Because throughout the whole regular season, now they've done it less this year. They've experimented with more switching, but they yeah. play a drop coverage. They bring Lopez back. That obviously opens you up to giving up a, a ton of threes, which has been the Bucks' problem for the past few years. Right. Is they gave up a ton of threes, and I don't want I don't want Giannis trying to help, giving too much perimeter help and getting cheapy fouls on Harden. You know, Harden right. will just feast. Uh, he'll just jump right into. Giannis, and that's why I hate the Nets, and you know, I hate watching Harden. You'll do the the arms flailing, and the uh, I, I do worry, but yeah, perimeter defense, excellent point, Alex. The way the Bucks play defense, its weakness is jump shooters, and the problem is that the Nets have some of the best jump shooters in NBA history. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all on the same team, so that worries me. Who does uh, who does Holiday go match up with? Harden so I I thought about this. I spent yesterday looking at some like defensive matchup numbers between like uh, how does Middleton do against Harden? How does these guys do against? I found out that Drew Holiday. So Drew Holiday spent most of the regular season minutes on Kyrie Irving. Um, okay. That was kind of his assignment. But I think they should switch that. I think they should put Holiday on Harden. I so too. I looked this up. 
over the past four seasons, which is all there's data for. Uh, this is James Harden's numbers when being guarded by Drew Holiday. He's 18 of 54 from the field, 33%. He's 10 of 39 from three, which is 26%. And he has the same amount of turnovers as assists, 24 to 24. You know, evidence number 5,012, Drew Holiday, great defender. And I also add, I think Kyrie is a far streakier shooter as we saw in the Celtics series, then Harden. Harden gets out of bed ready to drain, you know, five threes in a game. Yeah. Whereas uh, Kyrie's mental state changes quarter to quarter, and I'd I'd rather I'd rather lose because Kyrie Irving blows up than lose because James Harden blows up. Yeah, I mean the kind of what we saw out of Kyrie and that last Celtics series against the Bucks was really bizarre and if you can get him back to whatever he was feeling during that series when he was like he went like he got switched on to Giannis and he was telling everyone like no I got this yeah yeah do you why every other matchup's better what what you're you're a guard pass the ball really bizarre um okay uh do we have any more fan feedback Ken uh, one more. We had uh, our our friend, Mr. Power Metal, did point out, and we didn't catch this. You and Shannon didn't catch it. I mispronounced Alex Caruso last week. I said Carusco. Hmm. I think that's one you that... You know, I like that we... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I think that's just one that, like, it happens, then we immediately... It's just so minor. Right. We, we don't even <laughs> register it. Bench guys, you're allowed to just mispronounce their name. It's fine. But uh, I do like that our fans are pitching in on the mispronounced name section of the show. Thank you, Power Metal. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump to our round two series uh, previews, I guess, for a lack uh, of a yeah, better term. I mean, we, we should say only one game on the slate tonight. There's some funky DFS you know, games, but Tim Hardaway. That's my only advice. Tim Hardaway, hot shooter. He's hot now. Yeah, if you're playing on DraftKings, that's not a bad, I think, uh, captain suggestion. Uh, so let's let's jump to uh, the round one series uh, that I guess was discovered most recently, which was Denver versus Phoenix. Um, I I love this series. I think this will be a oh. great series. Don't you wish Jamal Murray was healthy? This would be such an epic series. And Chris Paul was 100%. Like, that would be epic. I, that would go seven. I'd be staying up late to watch the West Coast games. I wouldn't care. I think, um, I mean, I think I'm picking Phoenix in this one. I, just kind of based on what they did to LA and how they exposed them. I think LA was flawed in a lot of ways, but I don't, uh, that's not, LA playing bad, kind of being a flawed team in some ways. Is it, That's not enough for me to be like, no, it's Denver's winning this. You know, I Denver impressed me. I, I thought Portland was going to yeah. win that series. I, yeah. I really did. Um, yeah. You know, can Jokic get DeAndre Ayton into foul trouble? Maybe that's the key of the series, kind of like he did for Nurkic. But even if that's the case, two years ago he could. Two years ago he could not. Yeah, not slow, hesitant Nurkic who's lost his confidence and is out of shape. The Suns just have too many weapons. I think. Also, I think Mikael Bridges is going to embarrass, uh, embarrass Gordon. Yeah, his inside-out game. I love it. I have fallen in love with uh, Mikael Bridges this early playoffs. Um, and I think Bridges is going to light him up from three. And then just when Gordon commits to the perimeter, he's going to go to the basket. And the defense Bridges plays, 
Oh, I just dream of him being a Celtic someday. <laughs> Those arms, his wingspan is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Whenever he shoots, it's like that's I, for me. That's when I see it the most because he brings the ball up from his hip, and it's like this long, it's like Mister Elastic. It's like a super the, the stretchy person in the Fantastic Four thing with the. Yeah, he may he may as well be shooting the ball downward <laughs> when he's on when he's doing corner threes. Maybe that's the secret. But yeah, he's awesome. I mean, he's. He's kind of the new Robert Covington, right? Like Covington right. is kind of, he was the darling for a while. And it's like, eh, maybe not. Bridges definitely. He, well, he, and, and you get a legit point guard. So Bridges doesn't have to help out with a lot of that. It's at the small oh, forward. Yeah. And he really can just play his role 100%. Um, so I, Monty Williams, love him as a coach. I feel like he, I feel like he's just fit this together. I also love playoff Jay Crowder. I love him getting in everyone's mug, you know, uh, He's an irritant for sure, but like he didn't back down to LeBron in that series at all. I, you know, yeah. and, and you need, I don't know, like Jay Crowder would have been a great Detroit Piston. I, I don't know. Shannon's not here. He probably would probably would disagree with me, but uh, uh, I could see him and Rick Mahorn, you know, talking trash together. <laughs> we should, uh, we should mention the official uh, line for this series, which is Suns minus 220. Nuggets plus one seventy-five. I, again, I'm fine with taking. I take Phoenix still. Yeah. Does Monte Morris? Who, by the way, though, if I'm a Nuggets fan, they got they've got Morris for three more years already in a contract. I absolutely love the minutes they're getting from Morris, but I don't think it's enough to push him over the top of Phoenix. Morris has been great. Uh, he's like fifteen and five with like one turnover a game right now. Yeah. Uh, now, as you watch Tory Craig playing good defense, I know. Uh, yeah. Why didn't the box play him? I he's taller than I remember. He was he I, was playing size. He can guard a four. There was a there was at least one play where he he did something good defensively, and I got like a flashback and remembering him on the box. Yeah, I was, and <laughs> I was like, bench, like, why why well, you sign me? Why am I here? All the thing is, he would have been like the Divincenzo replacement. Yeah, right. He could. He, I mean. He could do a better. I'm not saying he's going to shut down Kevin Durant, but he can slow down Kevin Durant. You know, like so Giannis doesn't have to do it all game. And now who's who's gonna who's on Durant when Giannis can't do it? PJ Tucker. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's not going to go well. <laughs> but we're on Denver uh, Phoenix. Sorry, I went tangent. There. We are. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, the um, does Cameron Payne fit- stay hot against Monte Morris? Who do you like better there, Payne or Morris? Uh, Morris. Um, I think Morris. <laughs> some of Payne's minutes, you know, depend on Chris Paul. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I think Payne will continue to play well. I, I think he's turned a corner as far as his career has gone. He's played, he played well all regular season. Like this isn't like he wasn't playing very well. And then he made some like insane jump. He's been playing good all year. Yeah. Yeah. But he, uh, boy, was he, he seemed to struggle with the bulls. Like the difference between his time with the bulls and with Williams in Phoenix is night and day, but by, people bloom at different times. Yeah. I think sometimes, uh, I mean, maybe just having Chris Paul, there helped him. I think sometimes, you know, when you get like a veteran, uh, he's been there, done that, can kind of teach you some tricks. And, right. Uh, he wasn't clearly, getting any point guard coaching in Chicago. No. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Mentoring. <laughs> I know. 
All right, sir, let's move on. Atlanta, Philadelphia. You're our injury expert for the NBA, Alex. Tell us about Joel Embiid's situation. I can tell you that I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's a small meniscus tear. Very, tear. I don't, I don't I think really. The word tear is what freaks me out. I don't really know what that means. Like a small meniscus tear. Like I've never heard anyone. Small? Well, I've never heard it? anyone say that before. <laughs> it's a tear. It's not small. Right. And I, so like, I don't know if this can like get worse. You know what I mean? Like there are some things that, you know, like for example, I've recently got knee tendonitis. Okay. This is me being a doctor. I, they, they said like, you're not going to make anything worse. Like you're not going to hurt yourself more. It's just going to hurt. It will literally just be more painful if you continue to like play more basketball or whatever. Yeah. I don't think a meniscus tear. I don't know if a meniscus tear is like that. Uh, So this is very odd. Um, And I think, again, this is something where I looked up like defensive numbers for Clint Capella. I'm not going to bore you with the exact numbers. He's done a pretty good job on Joel Embiid for his career. Um, And if Embiid is a good job and he did a hell of a job that whole Knicks series, he owned the paint and then true rim protection against the Knicks. Yeah. So I'm kind of worried for, uh, for Embiid's health. I I would not, um, I'll say this. I would, the, I will, I would not bet on the 76ers in this series. That's where I'll put it. it. Of of all these series, I feel most confident betting with the Hawks because of Capella, because of Ben Simmons, poor outside shoot. You know, when Embiid's on, it doesn't matter that Ben Simmons can't shoot from outside, but when you're, I mean, any team, when your top scorer goes down, it's obviously a huge problem, but this just illuminates. All right, shoot. Ben Simmons can't shoot from outside. Does he, does he play center? Like how desperate do they get? Do you see them? You know, who's going to, who's, who do you think gets the minutes? We see a lot of shake Milton, you know, uh, who gets the minutes with Embiid out for a bunch of games? I think it depends on how much Capella is kind of dominating. You know, um, if Capella is dominating the pick and roll, he's dominating the paint. I think you have to put Dwight in there, at least try it. You know, Dwight's sure. going to get under people's skin. That's what he, I mean, that's that was what he was on the Lakers for last year. Yeah, uh, but he's going to get foul, foul trouble is going to kick in. Right. Well, the thing is, I, I don't know if you can put Ben Simmons on Capella because you need Ben Simmons for Trey Young, I think. And this, this is another matchup I looked up. Uh, Trey Young, a lot of trouble with Ben Simmons. They really? had like, it hasn't. I been assumed Young would be too quick for Simmons, to be honest. But so the career numbers, which wasn't a lot of time, but uh, career stats for Trey Young when being guarded by Ben Simmons. Young is four of seventeen from the field. That's twenty four percent. He is two of eight from three. That is twenty five percent, and has five turnovers to ten assists. Nice. So that's nice. struggling. Nice. Uh, but again, if you put Ben Simmons on Trey Young. What are you doing with Capella? Uh, and, you know, the thing the thing that um, we learned in the Knicks series was, hey, you can, tr- you know, even if you try to trap Trey Young, if you, you know, really focus all your efforts on not letting him uh, initiate offense, he's just going to pass it to Bogdan Bogdanovich. And then Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich is just going to do great. off. He's going to start offense. He's a great secondary playmaker. Well, and does John Collins ever show the upside he's supposed to? Or is he still too dinged up? Or is he a guy who wilts in the playoffs? I actually think he might be a guy who wilts in the playoffs. I mean, he's never played meaningful games till now. He did okay um, during the, you know, he wasn't a high volume guy during the Knicks series. He was taking eight shots a game. 
you know, 12 points, six rebounds, but good efficiency. I'll say, I mean, he's a great lob threat. He was hitting his threes. Yeah. If that's who he is, that's okay. Yeah. You know, he's not that, a contract he turned down from the Hawks. I'll tell you that much though. Should have well, signed that twice. He showed up, <laughs> but, but if he plays a, if he plays a, a nice role for a team that ends up going to the Eastern conference finals, that's, that's worth something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the right. uh the series the the favorite outcome in the series is 76ers to win 4 to 1 um as is the case with Bucks Nets Nets 4 to 1's the favorite outcome and Nuggets Suns Suns 4 to 1's the favorite outcome um give me I think it's interesting give me Atlanta I mean Atlanta in 6 is uh 5 to 1 That's I don't, I don't mind that yeah I'll, 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 I, I'll yeah mind. I'll take that I'll take that um, all right, sir. Well, uh, is it time for my rant? Yep. It is. Did I just Thanks, my own intro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Cause we were, I think Without we were both Shannon, kind of looking we're at like, going to pot. Yeah, boy. yeah, we were, we were looking at like daily fantasy. It's like, oh, we're not going to talk about that. Right. It's kind of just staring. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's kick it off. You know what I hate? Empty arenas. How great is it? We have fans in the stands, baby. How can I complain when this COVID virus might finally, for the most part, be behind us? Did you see that crowd at Madison Square Garden this week? Amazing. These are fabulous times. We're all lucky to be alive. Go out and have some fun. Get vaccinated. Ah! See what I did there is kind of an anti-rant. It was, kind of a, it was great. I, I support your anti-rant because I, I will actually be in attendance for Bucks Nets game three. Yeah, baby. Uh, I'm going on a business uh, trip. The FSGA conference in Dallas. Ooh, in Dallas. Yeah, I don't know if I kind of see if it was a game. Yeah. We're in hey, if they Frisco, win. though. I think we're out in the burbs. I don't know where we, we are. But yeah. Yeah. Uh that would be it could be that'd sweet. be a great game to see if you could swing it. Yeah. Um Okay, uh, mispronounced names. I think we actually avoided. I don't. I don't remember any. I think we actually avoided it this no, time. I think we nailed it. I think we were immaculate. We we too are in playoff form. <laughs> uh, so so thank you everybody for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by WinBet. Ken, take us out of here. Uh, let's. Uh, I forgot to pick out a quote. Oh. Uh, let's talk about Andrew Wiggins complaining in Minnesota. Funny how he's sitting home yet again for the playoffs. He said, we've got some shitty fans and we've got some good fans. That's just how it works. Attention, Rotowire uh, passengers. This two-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. 